0: Yeah, so Winston um so that was a really interesting point that you were making which is very obvious um mm. that obviously if you experience negative um things in your early childhood um mm. that that may lead you to make negative decisions that you may mm. not even be aware that they're negative it's just and it could mm. even that's that's your reality that's your default so again I think mm. it's because as you say you know it's not um it's not all black kids that commit crime we know many people anyone can commit crime but obviously mm. it is always about these kids but the reason they're doing it um some of them or most of them would be because of the experience they've gone through and the fact they don't feel they really have a choice they probably don't have food or you mm. know they could be being groomed they could be bullied they could be like mm. they don't actually want to do it but that's what they're even some of them you know or they. they're or they're trying to protect their families, or their younger brother. I don't know what it is. So yeah, so but why does why do people not get that? <laughs> that is obvious. Um, because,
1: but but I I I I think actually, and this, as I said, I'm astounded from the 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 uh, debate I had the other week. I'm actually coming to the realization that the people that make the decisions who give authorization for the communications that go out, they control the media, they control everything that's going out they have not got a clue Mm. what it's like to live in environments where you feel like, even if you don't understand on a conscious level, you feel like your life and safety and well-being is that constant threat. You feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you're not valued, where you feel like you have nothing to offer the world. Therefore, I have nothing to lose. Right. So then, what happens is, and talk about the trauma work that I've done previously. I've been reading an amazing book, um, recently called "The Body Keeps the Score," uh-huh. and part of what the um, the author talks about, he's talking about when people, young people, going through, and it, and it can be adults as well. When talk, we talk about the uh, former serving forces, but for earlier, when people go through serious trauma in their life, whether it be abuse, whether it be um, like I said, the the, the people going through the the armed forces going through war zones, mm. the the mind has this way of protecting itself in that it actually starts shutting down,
0: right?
1: So it actually shuts down its ability. Um so there are parts of the uh, prefrontal cortex um, in children and adolescents which won't develop correctly um, because of trauma and abuse that they have may have been through and that's to do and the prefrontal cortex is to do with um, decision making and can lead to them risky behavior and what happens is these people young people and and so the people in the force, they they shut down parts of their brain, so they come become disconnected from their bodies, mm. and then they have this lack of empathy mm. to understand and to feel. They can't even feel their own bodies. They can't even feel their own self. They can't even understand who they are or feel themselves. So then, when you're going out mm. and you do something which could hurt somebody else. Or cause somebody else pain or problems. If you haven't, um, if you haven't, or can't have the the, the um, ability to feel yourself, how can you feel what somebody else is feeling? Therefore, you know they say that these kids are getting worse and worse, and they're going out committing more and more um, um, crime, which is violent, and they don't care. Because they're becoming more and more disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't really remember what the question was now. Yeah, so it's just kind of
0: the 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 reasons as to why people are doing it and the fact that there's a cause and effect to this, but that doesn't seem to be recognized. It's always oh uh,
1: right, as sorry, as sorry. As yeah, as yeah. As yeah. As Again, as so it goes back to what yeah, it goes back to what you're saying. Sorry. I was saying about the fact that these people have never lived through this, so they don't understand. Mm-hmm. So if you've never lived through it, how can you then make decisions and policies and, and mm. you know, give guidance as to how, like that, this uh, Anne Woodacombe was the, the head of the prison um, system. How can a somebody like that
0: yeah, give,
1: yeah. help make policies and decisions about prisoners when their only mindset and point of view is that people commit crime because they choose to? Mm. That's mental.
0: Yeah, and it and it's a type of crime. So I think there's obviously so, you know, the, as time has gone on, we noticed that there's a hate on hate on the poor and that 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 supersedes colour. I don't think it's because mm. we're coming because we're the conservative government. They they do hate the poor, you know, they, they don't care about anybody who is not in their category. So they just kind of blame because we know that middle class uh, people commit crime different types of crime fraud mm, mm, you know, mm, all that kind mm. of stuff and they have accountants that, so, so it's a different crime so crime, like stealing food or oh that's disgusting because you're just so low but like yeah if you want to like move a bit of money here move a bit of money there
1: you know mm. so do you see
0: mm. it's, it's so there's this And and,
1: and then and, avoid- and, and, and we and then we we touch on paed- paedophilia and the paedophiles mm, exactly yeah it's no different. and the, they di- and, and, and the sentences that they get are disproportionately low yeah <laughs> Because of who they disproportionately are.
0: Exactly, exactly, and so that 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 is really, it's really again, it's just so so upsetting. Because I think, well, I think where's the humanity? But that's another question. Maybe, maybe, and if I meet Jesus Christ himself, I can ask him. But um, I, I don't think anyone have enough time for that. But it's just like, why would you treat? You know, why why would you treat people like that? Just,
1: but then I think that, and I, you know, so in uh, this early this year, May, I, I stood for election, and right. uh, oh. yeah, I've never I've never voted before. Okay. I had never voted before, um, but I'm a big believer in don't um, moan about something if you're not willing to do something about it. Completely. So I was like, um, in the last couple of years, I've become more and more aware of politics and our role that we play in politics and how important our vote is if we're going to live here and it be part of this society then actually you need to be part of the decision making Mm. and actually both advocate and vote for the changes that you want and if we just delve a little bit into it 200 years ago only three percent of the population were allowed to vote three percent two hundred years it's not a long time ago it's like you know eight or nine generations ago Mm. 3% of the population allowed to vote. Then we had the the Peterloo massacre where uh, 100,000 people were innocently marching and showing their frustration that Westminster didn't represent them with an MP. And there was 10 to 15 of them who were hacked to death. Following from that, there started being um, political and parliamentary reform up until 100 years ago, um, after the First World War, they finally gave the vote to um, to all men um, over the age of 18 and women who were over, I think it was 30, but they had to be married or own a certain mm-hmm. amount of land. Anyway, there were changes that are made over the last couple of hundred years. Um, but then the people that were ruling the country they then understood that in order for them to rule, they've got to mm. manipulate the media and control the masses. So clear tactic is divide and conquer.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So so this so they, they divide us on class, you know, lower class, lower working class, working class, upper working class. So we're divided on There's class. There's
0: levels to it now, okay. There's
1: le- there, we're, we're, we're divided on we're divided on race we're divided on sex, we're divided on sexuality, They divide us in so many ways that we can't get a, a coherent voice as human beings. Mm. Oh, I'm this, I'm that, you're this, you're that. Actually, when you look at it now, it's those top top few percent that have been controlling countries, and not just this country, but countries for generations and centuries, that are who normal people should be awakening to and awoke to to use their democratic power to vote these people out
0: yeah
1: you know um but this is a whole nother conversation <laughs>
0: yeah but yeah so so i agree with you and uh and i think it's wrong and people need to wake up and but then there are people that don't want to wake up because we, yeah, we have been divided. It's like, you shouldn't worry about, you know, you and what you've got going on. and don't, Because mm. it's, I speak into, it was another podcast and somebody was saying, if my neighbour eats, then they won't rob me, you know, like, so you've got to look after your community. I think it was Dawn Butler, actually, MP. For so she was saying, you know, we need to worry about the community because it affects you. So if you, you know, care about the community, if you have to go to a local, I don't know, town hall whatever to like fight for what's happening in the local community make sure there's like parks and there's like lighting and mm-hmm. it's so all mm-hmm. this that actually comes back for you because you live in a safer place you live you know you have mm-hmm. communities so people not but so you could do something in a, a selfish but it benefits people so maybe people mm-hmm. trying to think like actually what happens outside my house does actually affect me and my family and and everybody mm-hmm. living around me being safe and well and you know not in need that will actually you know, be be good for me. So in my local area, um, there's a lady who set up a. It's called gratitude, actually. It's a so it's a. It okay. used to be the library that but they the moved the library. And so now basically people donate clothes and food and it's for people that don't have any you know anything. And then mm. people, when there was COVID, they in, introduced this thing. Oh, what was the name of it? Basically, all the elderly people that couldn't go shopping or people that were lonely. So they were like, if you wanted volunteer and like do shopping, so that kind mm. of. It's really important, um, because then that also does come back to sense of purpose. So maybe if I do, if I am hungry and I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm gonna rob Winston, I might think actually, he's been good to me, like he says hello, or he, I don't know, I don't know whatever. So I'm not mm, gonna mm, my neighbor, like I feel like mm, people care about me, you know, Winston actually mm, cares. If he says hello, or he asks, mm, "How my mm, mom is, or my mm, dog, whatever." So mm, mm, it's that thing that maybe mm, people have, but again. I don't know. Not every. Uh, but again, it's because we're we're kind of conditioned to think about ourselves um, all the time. But and then that's, also,
1: a key, that's a that's a key word, conditioned.
0: Yeah, because it's it's a conditioning. Because if you look, if you look many years ago, or even parts of Africa and Asia, like they live in a community and they're still in this world that we're in, but they don't live mm. like that. Um, communism yeah. has its flaws, but in principle, it was trying to do the right thing. Mm. To do the right thing. Yeah. In- Now we're all equal. We should all share, but then in in articulation and execution, it doesn't make doesn't really make sense.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: But I'm interested about representation, which you mentioned, because so we have quasi, Quateng. You know, we have
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Do you feel so? It's good for kids to see this. I think it's it is good. Hundred percent. But when they do the things they do, so this is even forgetting the fact that they're conservative. So I'm gonna not even talk about yeah
1: society, yeah yeah, yeah
0: but do you yeah. do you feel as a, a black man that quasi quasi or do you think your son will be inspired by quasi just for like um, I, I feel inspired by dawn butler yeah but i don't feel inspired by Pretty patel or yeah
1: yeah i mean I do, look as much as i've taken an, an interest in politics in the last couple of years i i don't know the ins and outs of their journeys to where they've got to. I know that um, he went to uh, a private school into Oxford um, and, look, you know what? Fair play. You know, again, like, as a black man, to get where he's got, phenomenal. But, but we look back, as I just said a minute ago, about the social inequalities. Mm. And it's kind of like... My okay, so my thing is, I can't sit there and have a, a massive plate of food and mm. be stuffing myself, knowing that there's somebody sat next to me who can't afford to eat. Mm. I, I can't. Um, so l- last few years we've been doing a local, um, like drive over, over over Christmas, but during the year as well. But the main drive during Christmas for families that are struggling to have food for Christmas dinner presents for their kids, toiletries and whatnot. Um, and I think last year we, we, we basically fed and supported over a hundred families. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, when you finished doing that, so I mean, once we finished doing deliveries at like midnight or something, 11 o'clock at uh-huh. night before Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. And for me, like, is a really, really humbling experience to be able to support people mm-hmm. that are struggling. And you never know like when your situation is going to change because tomorrow you could be, I could lose my legs, I could be out of work, I could whatever. And to know that you're supporting people that are going through a challenging period, not that they are poor, but they are going through a challenging period, which may mean that financially they're, they're challenged, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so when I finished that, I feel like. I look back. I'm really reflective. I'm like, you know what? I'm obviously I'm I'm grateful to be in a position I am to be able to help, but at the same time, like I feel like I don't want to go and blow loads of money on some mad night out or load, you know, have these really expensive things because I can see what other people have got that are living in the same area as me.
0: Yeah.
1: So when I see people that are in power and who are making decisions for the masses and they you know look at the lot the former uh, um, treasurer one of the wealthiest people in the country
0: yeah
1: it was uh, just- a you that, yeah it's one of the wealthiest people in the country making decisions for mm. everybody in the masses who are literally in poverty compared to him it's 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 insanity to a degree because like there needs to be representation of people coming from working class. Like the masses, you know, if you look at it, of, they said, uh, you know, 40% of, this, of the country have got zero savings. Some of those people that are in that 40% should be in Westminster. Yeah,
0: yeah. They should
1: be sitting in Parliament. They should be speaking their views. Oh. But the challenge you've got is what I found is I stood for election and couldn't actually put the time in that I think I needed to in order to speak to as many people as I needed to. I was 50 votes out. Oh and if I could have got around and spoke to more people, potentially who knows what the result would have been. But my point is that even after getting elected, I know there's a load of more work that's got to get done. And I know at the moment I spend a day a week roughly doing my different social things, whether it be charity, um, running the, char- you know, the ch- uh, Silo. Whether it be doing, you know, interviews and talks with you, or just supporting people in the community, yeah. and I spend a lot of time doing that. And I'm like, well, if I was a, if I was a councillor, how much time can I actually give to doing something which you don't get paid? So that's the that's the challenge. I know I know they brought in paying MPs to give working people the opportunities, but the real reality of it is is that to get to an MP stage, you've got to be most people go as counsellors and then run for MP. But to be a counsellor, you've got to be in a financial position where you've got the time.
0: Yeah, to do it.
1: And, and that comes from being financially secure to be able to do it. Because mm. most people that are in that 40%, I, I imagine, are just fighting to survive. Can't yeah. think about going out and supporting other people because they're just surviving. Yeah, so what I think is that there needs to be some kind of mechanisms that support people that want to have a voice and do the work to um, help make decisions about other people that are coming from where they're coming from. Um, yeah, so I think changes needs to be made to the system. and 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 goes back to what you just said about um does he inspire me? Um, I think that he he he's a reminder that. It's possible to get to places, but then I then question what sacrifices he had to make along the way, what compromises he had to make along the way.
0: And, you.
1: <laughs> but this um, is I know, but this is what I'm saying. So that's the challenge of looking at someone like him as a black man who has got to such a position and wondering whether or not that's inspiring or not. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah.
0: But I like the way that you've. Kind of, that was a really a diplomatic and measured response. Uh, <laughs> um, and but I think it is good to to be like that because again you're kind of you can see it from both sides. So I think it's kind of managing expectation and looking at him as a human as well and not necessarily putting attributing too much to him because yeah we don't know what what he's what he's gone through and and I don't and so but I'm just I'm very opinionated so that's why I probably wouldn't have the... okay but then <laughs>
1: that that do you know what though yeah but that does lead on to actually one of the things we're going to talk about um with the young man and my nephew yeah if you, and it goes and then goes doubles back on what I was talking about the young people committing the crime a violent crime not having the empathy in order to be able to um help make decisions and take right make the right decisions for yourself and other people you've got to be able to hold multiple perspectives in your hand at the same time like that's a key thing and the young people we're talking about that are committing the crime they're committing and then these uber wealthy politicians who can't see past Mm. the end of their noses they're not able to either see other perspectives at the same time and like that's so important
0: yeah, that that's um yeah that is so so yeah so let's get on to that um before we we, we end because I feel like I've taken a lot of your time but um so yeah I saw a video of you it was on that like, LinkedIn TV where there was you were talking to this boy who had attempted to rob or had robbed I saw it said your son on there but yes yeah, so that's your nephew my
1: nephew's my nephew yeah. yeah
0: the LinkedIn TV got it wrong not me just just when that right.
1: no I put no because what it is huh. so just to clarify he's my nephew but I raise him as my son right okay, okay so when I put my I put on it this boy this this guy just mugged my boy or something like that okay, so that, okay. you know, that in fairness like to them yeah, yeah, yeah
0: so yeah so it was a video on 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 Instagram where you're talking you're in between two boys one is a relative of yours and the other one is a person that you don't know who's attempted to mm. rob robbed your so obviously clarify and yeah. you're actually de-escalating and talking to him and showing so much compassion and empathy, it was it was so moving. And actually, this is exactly why I reached out to you. I saw that and I was like, I have to speak to him because that is so inspiring and um, and really moving and humbling. So yeah, so what happened and how the hell did you keep that composure? And
1: <laughs> um, how's your nephew? Yeah, for, so yeah worth- no, he's he's well, he's well, thank you. Um, so just to clarify, so basically my, my nephew got mugged at knife point in the summer. <laughs> And it wasn't at knife point. He showed him the knife, whatever, from his trousers, whatever. The boy took his bag. My my nephew was on the way to to get a chocolate bar from a shop. He's 12 years old before he had a math lesson. And he got mugged. And um, the the police got killed and whatnot. And he went home. But we knew that the police weren't going to do anything. So a few days later... I basically went down to where it happened and looked around and saw there was a camera. I got hold of that CCTV. I then see a lady chasing down the road and she took photos of the boys running away. So I saw where she took photos. So I walked around that area and then I got the CCTV of that. um, I got CCTV of that area. So then I was able to piece together kind of what they looked like a little bit more. Uh I then shared those images with some of my friend's children who are in that sort of age bracket and they put it onto their Snapchat and then slowly I started building a picture of who they were and then I just started going to the area here and there seeing if I see him and anyway I come across him and when I bumped into him I wasn't actually looking for him at the time but I was just in the area Mm -hmm. and I was looked at him double looked at him and I was like wow that's him so then I was like come here I want to speak to you. Mm And basically I spoke to him and I was like, you know, I know you've taken this bag, where is it, et cetera, et cetera. And after a bit of um, him trying to deny it, he admitted it. And 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 basically when I found out that, you know, he's living by himself, he's got no money oh. and he's, in, he's he's got no parents or whatnot, I was like, you know what? Oh. I can't do anything to you. You're, you're 16, you're a boy. I thought he might be 20 or 19. And uh, I can't do anything to you. I'm certainly not going to get and try and get you in problems by, you know, calling the police or anything like that. So I said to him, look, I will help you, but you've got to bring the bag back. And he basically agreed to it. So the next day, that's the video. The video is of, of him bringing the bag back right. and us and the exchange of that. And... Um, you know, when you find out that, that he's 16, he's been in and out of detention centres, he's got no mum or dad, he's living in supported accommodation, he's got no money, he's got no job, no GCSEs, no, you know, prospects. You're like, oh, man, he just needs support. Yeah. So for me, it was like my nephew, I wanted him to see the boy for what he is. Right. So that removes that mm. fear, I suppose, or that anxiety that probably would have built up. So initially, all he would have seen was his eyes because he had the hood on and his mask up and whatever. So for him, it was full circle. Like, okay, I've got my bag back. And actually, you know, the bo- the, the bogey monster, whatever you want to call it, bogey bogeyman isn't so scary.
0: Mm.
1: And for the boy, I'm hoping, still hope, that he sees that sometimes you can make these you can make bad decisions, but it, has, it doesn't have to define you. And that actually out there in the world, not everyone's out to get you. Mm. Um, and I've experienced that a couple of times where people have gone out of their way to be kind to me mm. when they didn't have to. And they had me at their mercy to do whatever they wanted. And I and they didn't. So I kind of was paying that forward. And um, and yeah, I and mean, for me, that was really like that was really it. It was sort of a win-win, a win for my nephew, a win for him. He's not got any more trouble. He's able to return the bag. He's able to sort of restore the thing. They've shook hands, and it's been done. And a lesson in that you don't have to fit. You don't have to end things with violence. You don't have to end end things with you've done this, so I'm going to do that, yeah. or you've done that, and I'm going to do this. And then for me, that's why we recorded it because just before we got there, my other nephew was with me. I said, Do "You know what? We can record this." And I said to the boy, "Do you mind?" Because I think it's a good learning for for other people. And then when I posted it, I didn't never imagine that it would blow up because I share stuff all the time, and you know, most times no one really hears anything. You know, like, oh, I right, find whatever, but it's just part of what I'm trying to put out good energy and positiveness. And um, and yeah, it obviously caught people's imagination and hopefully it's shown people that there's another way there's another way to resolve things another way to thinking and rather than just reacting to things in life um so yeah so that's that
0: that's really you know it's really super inspirational because i hope yeah i hope that this will really inspire a lot of young boys young girls and every anyone or even adults to know that yeah as you say you don't have to Know, be violent also the person who's done it bless him you know he's got nothing life has already
1: mm.
0: been mean to him you know nasty to him
1: yeah like mm. how mm. else can
0: you you know people say i'm down on my knees like honestly there's nothing you could do mm. To- mm. so and 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 i think yeah for your son to know because probably your son felt so you're, yeah your nephew yeah, felt so fine. bad and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, felt so bad but to, to actually feel like in this position he's a lucky one you know he has people that love him mm. he has food he has this and very traumatizing, mm. and I'm not I'm not trying to disagree. Mm, mm, it's actually for us course. sometimes think when people do that to us, you know, because it happens, but actually be like, Oh no, you know, I've never I hope I'll never be in that position that I have to do that to somebody else, mm. not because I hate them, but actually because I'm in need. And maybe even if mm. I asked him, Can I have that chocolate bar? Well, he probably would have said sure. But he didn't, you know, like I know his mm. voice was young and that you know mm, they really not mm. hard and yeah. right. But yeah, but probably would have given it to him, and he doesn't know that. Mm. So looking, looking at your nephew and thinking of him to be something that he isn't—you know—they both just didn't understand. And that's a lot of. There's a lot of misconception that we have, right? And hundred percent. Like you have, you know, you're dressed nicely. You you have a job. You must mm. have. Fun. That's not necessarily the case. Hundred percent. The big bad monster, and he's not. So, mm. mm.
1: hundred hashtag- percent
0: taking the shame away and and kind of you know so that's that's really key but anyway so coming to the end um we haven't been able to talk about everything but I think it's because I know I know such a fruitful fruitful discussion but just the end just two two questions is one um who and what inspires you to, to do what you do and then finally how can people support so, uh, the Academy. How can they find out more about what you do? Um, kind of where you're going to be doing any special talks or anything that people can kind of follow your story and get that inspiration. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. Um, I. Do you know what I take inspiration from? So many places, so many sources, and different ones over different periods of of where I am in life and at the time of um. So. Um I initially when I was on this self-development thing, I was I was massively used to read uh, Tony Robbins books and CDs and all that sort of stuff. Um he was yeah, he was um uh yeah, quite a big influence there. Um more a few years back I used to listen to a lot of Eric Thomas. Um now if I'm training, I'll listen to Goggins, David Goggins um and um but then you know those people inspire me motivate me get me pumped and stuff but then like i'll read a lot of psychology books and a lot of like human development books like i said doing the stuff a lot of stuff at the moment doing around trauma but then previously i've just done stuff on the psychology of um you know, like Jung. I've read a lot of Jung. I've read Freud. And I've read a lot of those kind of books. I've done four years in analytical therapy. So I was looking always at, you know, people. And as well as people that have managed to get out of situations. So have tons of autobiographies. So there's not one person. I can't tell you there's one person. Um, I'd say the most inspiring thing that I've read, though, in recent years, and it's definite for anyone, is... Um, uh, Nelson Mandela's long walk to freedom yeah like that book there you know to know what he went through and what he endured for what he believed in it, that's, that's mind blowing so definitely definitely um and despite what people want to say about him and what he did and do, didn't do listening to that and reading that that account of his life is for me is mind blowing um yeah in terms of um following us you can follow Southside young leaders academy we are i think we're www.syla.org.uk um, or you can go to Syle Academy on um, instagram um you can find me obviously winston davis one on instagram and and on tiktok
0: <laughs> yeah i'll um, add it in the show notes as well I'll, 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 yeah i'll add all those in the show notes that so people can
1: yeah 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 so i mean look i um yeah, I mean, look, you can support Scylla directly by donating. You can support us by um, offering, you know, time, services, partnerships. Um, you know, we're a charity. We're always wanting support. We're always wanting new people to to contribute to us. Um, you know, we'll be doing the give back this Christmas. So, you know, keep a lookout for that. And anyone that's wants to, again, donate, support. You know, yeah. And I'm, I'm just keep on doing my thing and I'm just... Trying to be humble, trying to just do what I can and do what's right, and who knows what's happening. Someone said to me a while ago, "What? What did you do all this for? Why did Why you bother?" And a lot of it's like, I don't actually know why. All I know is that I know that I'm I'm able to support a lot of people that contact me and a lot of people that are going through stuff. And you talk about purpose, that gives me a sense of purpose. Gives me a sense of knowing. I'm contributing because um, money is just money and it comes and it goes and I've built businesses and I've lost businesses and money will always come. Yeah. But knowing that you've you've affected someone's life in a positive way, that's something you can't put a price on.
0: Amen. And and absolutely, I mean, I'm super inspired by you and I think, and everyone I speak to on here, people that I'm inspired by and you're definitely living in your purpose and that is inspirational to others who are trying to get to that point where you know you you're here for a calling so everything you've been through has has actually helping you to make a difference i know you said earlier that i'm just a bit of uh, sound or whatever you know compared to me no 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 god didn't god didn't intend that or whoever made you whoever you believe in (laughs) just all have a purpose. and if we all believe that that confidence that you have and that accountability and responsibility for us being like i did this but i've you know and i'm gonna channel that into positive energy is exactly what we need in this world so thank you so much for your time
1: thank you thank you
0: and um and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how you develop and hopefully supporting your causes as well and kind of giving them back and returning the favor so thank, thank you, you for tuning in and uh, see you next time